0: Sex oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Everybody man. welcome back to the Collective <laughs> Soul Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jen, and this is Jen, the <laughs> sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> From chapter, I think, 44 or 45 to 69 Cha- to the end 40, of it. Chapter 44 to 69. 69. <laughs> Can't at once, never mind. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's... It's passion. It's, it's, it's love. It's, wow. (laughs) But it's also soulmate-ish. You know, they're soulmates and they have a bond. And it's, you know, they open up to one another finally, and they talk to each other, and they express to each other how they both feel about each other. Because, you know, one was thinking, oh, they probably he doesn't probably doesn't like me that way, and I had these emotions about him, and, he, and he's probably think, you know, he was thinking, well, she'll probably never see me that way. He didn't want to tell her that they were soulmates, that they had that type of bond, because he didn't want to push her into anything. He wanted her to find out on her own, but he also wanted to be able to tell her, but he didn't know how. There's a lot of what ifs what should I, what could I Mm -hmm. type of scenarios that went on in this part of the book. And when they finally did express Mm -hmm. how they felt in more ways than one with words, with the passion, with the lovemaking and the sex and the th- the thought processes in the head as they were going on and their little paper trails back and forth to each other, of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's now, yes, the first book was a fairy tale. To me, that is a real time fairy tale.
1: Actually, it's inter- I was going to talk about this at the end, but since um, we're, but since we're talking about it now, um, that's something that I thought was really, really interesting um because i viewed it like the first book like i said is a very traditional fairy tale style right, right? right, the, right. the story you kind of ignore all of the things that are kind of red flags in real right, life right right um and the second one is more healthy or more realistic right like wh- what you would, what you would expect a healthy relationship to look like as right. it develops right right um you know she's broken right she's got a lot of trauma um she he's got a lot of trauma too yeah and he was broken as well and you know they they're there for each other they become friends they build a foundation right then from the friends then they start developing feelings um they struggle with those feelings um and that, yeah, there's a sexual attraction there, and then you find out, then then they find out that they're in love with each other, and then they find out that they're mates. So it's like this natural progression. Well,
0: he's always known that they were mates. But he, you know, he wanted her to come to that conclusion. Even though he did say, you know, there was times I wanted to tell you. I didn't know how to tell you. Because sometimes it can be, you know, like, whoa, what do you mean? You know, in this story, at that moment, at many different moments where Reese felt like he wanted to tell her, he just wasn't comfortable enough to tell her because he was afraid how she will respond to it. How she, because he didn't know if she was still in love with mm-hmm. that narcissistic son of a bitch or, <laughs> you know, or if she was still too to her inside mm-hmm. to allow anyone else in. So a lot of things came to play. But this, this, I can see why this is your favorite book out of the series. It's my and favorite book of all, all, all time. All the... I've, re- I've read a lot of
1: books. Yeah. Um. And obviously there are a lot of books that are very well written.
0: <clears throat> this is but extremely that... well written. But there's
1: something about this particular book that, just, it it's a fantasy story, but at the same time, it just, it felt very real, which is very unusual, because usually when you read things, at least when I read things, I read a lot of stuff for escapism. Right. I don't read a lot of realistic stuff because it brings me down and you know, right. get away from all that. Right. But there was just something about this that still felt like home in a sense, like you weren't reading something that was super far fetched. Usually, it's like maybe not fairy tale level, but right. like you know, you're you're you know, you're you're talking about these fantasy worlds and things like that, and and you know, there's there's certain things that might connect with people, but like I really, I don't know, I felt like I really connected with pretty much everything that was going on in
0: it, um, and I can see that because I found connections with it, you know. Now that I understand that he's not only part of the night court, but he's also part of the sky court. What what is the two courts that he is? I'm sorry, who? Reese. He's just
1: part of the night court. Doesn't he have two? You're talking about the oh, you're talking about the night court, but it has
0: two. It's got the court, the
1: court of, dreams of dreams and the court of nightmares.
0: <clears throat> right. So to me, to me, mm-hmm. the court of nightmares is the the sloughs underneath the. <laughs> down the, on the, the demons, the, the human city, <clears throat> yeah, which is like under that mountain. Yeah, under that mountain, t- the the demons. To me, those are the demons. Those are demonic you know, in nature well, because they're, their yeah, intent are evil. Yeah, evil. evil. Yeah, you know, their intent is to do bad. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, when he's in Valaris, that to me is the Night Court in a sense because you get to see the beautiful night sky mm-hmm. and everything, and and it's beautiful and. He's out at night and it just suits him, you know, because he is kind of dark and mysterious, but he's not evil. Mm -hmm. He's portrayed as evil, but he's not evil. He's actually very genuine and loving and caring. I'm like, wow, there's... I don't know. It's just something of like, like about the story, like...
1: There's some... Because I, you know, I read a lot of fantasy and, you know, you, you're interested in what's going on for the most part when you read, but when I read this series, especially starting with this particular book, because um, I read a lot while I work and I listen mm-hmm. to audiobooks mm-hmm. and stuff, um, there was just something about this where I was, like, super, like, invested in what was happening. Like, I was upset when Valaris was attacked. Like, I, when I first listened to that, I was, su- like, super
0: upset about it. Like, she wouldn't tell me uh, things. She just kept telling me that something's going to happen, and I, I didn't like it when it happened. And this is not the first time she's actually listened to this book, and it's not, it, this is, like, your third time. Because you've read the book, and then you've listened, I've listened to the to audio. audio twice now. One time alone, and then one time with me, right? Yes. yes. So, so
1: and we because we're listening to the dramatization the, of yes. the actors and right. stuff,
0: so And which is done very brilliantly. I love yeah. it. Um it really brings you into the story and I hope the show is just as brilliant. When when Farah I know we're jumping all over the place, but when Freya and um starts with a C. Claire. I'm hold- Cassian Cassian yes okay. we're standing on the bridge oh and yes. she was watching the water and then she could tell that there was something fluctuating with the water that was different yes. and then they were actually filling it on the bridge and then they started looking around and then I'm like what the fuck is going on as I'm listening to this I, I'm like no yeah, you know and that it actually pissed me off yeah because this was a city of peace and prosperity people you know loved everyone and cared about everyone and worked together with everyone you know they all could live together it it's possible and they turned and used that against them they probably would not have had the one sister not leave behind the item they asked for But because she did, then I guess that's the reason why they took it out on them and sent them there. Well, that's why they killed the sister. Well, yeah, but
1: that... Well, they would have attacked Valaris anyway. They they were already working with Highburn by that point.
0: Mm, See, because that pisses me off. But to see... I keep telling you, I'm every woman. That's what she is. She went in ass-kicking mode again. And she was ripping ass. <laughs> she was ripping ass, cutting off heads, and didn't give a shit what their names were. Because <laughs> they were all trash. <laughs> so, I know we're jumping all over, the, totally place. Jumping it, all over because the place. We're totally jumping all over the place. you know, it, the, but, this, but this part of the book, yeah. it, there was so much going on in it for me. A lot of it made me red in the face, but that was okay. You know, all that sex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I'm a little jealous! Wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's
1: something about that, too. Like, the entire, be- you know, everybody knew it was going to happen. Of it's course. Not like a
0: shock, right? Well, but I it- mean, the whole time up yeah. till then, I was like, would you two just yeah. fucking
1: get yeah, it over right. Because... But, but there's something very satisfying about that, you know, when it happens. Because you have all this build up yeah, 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 and build up build up and it yes. finally happens. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but it's also really beautiful, too. It is. Because it's not just a sex scene.
0: No! It's- it, it's, it's more of a love scene it's really. love it, it's it, it's two people just pouring out their emotions they're, they're being playful they're they're just going with the flow of what they're feeling for each other in that moment when they touch, you know, and then, whoo <laughs> um, Yes, I could have sat there with patches over my eyes and still so really? not keeping it out of my head. <laughs> i would gonna need earphones too. It was very, very, very well written and laid out. Um, I wanna share something. What you wanna you. share?
1: And with, well, with you guys, um, that somebody had posted on one of the Facebook groups that. Um, I belong to uh-huh. for the, A Court of Thorns and Roses. And, uh-huh. um, so this was posted by Casey England. And I'm going to read it because I I totally felt the same way. And it, it applies to what we're talking about right now. Okay. So it says, I love the Acatar series, A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you why. It showed me what love was supposed to be. And it showed me what it wasn't supposed to be. It showed me that it's okay to choose yourself instead of the man you thought you loved because what was because it's what's best for you. It taught me that while, yes, things seem bad, it will get better. And that's something to look forward to and have hope for. And then she obviously went on to thank, you know, for sharing, you know, sharing right. to the group. But I thought that was a really good summary of... It is. Why a lot of people really, really love this series.
0: Especially this particular book. Yeah. In the beginning, when they go back to Spring Court, and she's trying to talk to Tamlin, and wanting to be heard, wanting to be treated, you know, like a human or as be respected, you know, she's dealing with stuff. She didn't want to be left alone. She wanted to be with him. She wanted to be with someone who she thought loved her enough that would want to take her and not leave her alone and not make her feel yeah. like she had to be a prisoner in her own home. And as time went by, you know, he seals her in, he, he, Seals the whole area. She can't get out. I mean, with their wedding day. They. She was so nervous. She. It was like, what am I doing? You know, she just couldn't take it anymore because it wasn't what she wanted. Not saying she didn't. And that moment, she didn't want to marry Tamlin. It's just that everything else that was done and brought along to happen to unfold wasn't what she wanted is what that other girl wanted for her or what Tamlin Ta- wanted. or maybe what Tamlin wanted it, it's supposed to be her wedding day if it's her wedding day and she's the bride why not her have some say so it was too much for her and so she mentally started asking you know just someone get me out of here please someone just get me out of here and she panicked she froze and and pops him he was never going to take her, but because she asked for someone to save her, to come in and take her, the only person that truly loved her and heard her mm-hmm. ask for help, even though he knew everything else was going on, he knew about her nightmares, he witnessed them and everything else, Unbeknown to her, he was having his own nightmares. He swooped in and took her. Mm-hmm. He never once treated her like she was a prisoner in his home. Mm-hmm. She had freedom. They tip for tat with each other. She called him prick. He would just chuckle. <laughs> and they, you know, they, he let her voice herself. He let her do what she wanted to do. And because he let her be her in that moment, created a friendship
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the more that she went back, and the more that she went back to him, and then went back, and then mm-hmm. that was the last straw, because he sealed her, and sealed mm-hmm. her in the house, and he couldn't go get her, but he had to send someone else to go get her, and then she goes there, and she realizes, she's seeing the pattern, anybody that can take what's happening to them, and, Analyze it and process it and realize that they feel more protected, more respected, and they feel better when they're with someone who was supposedly the bad guy. Supposedly the person that put this thing on her because he was trying to keep her Mm -hmm. from everyone, but he did it to save her life. You know, supposedly, supposedly, she was now unraveling all the the supposedly shit that everyone was spewing to her. Mm -hmm. And she was seeing it with her own eyes. He's not that way. These people Mm -hmm. are not this way. They're a family. They act like a family. They play with each other. They pick on each other. You know, they, it's, it's a, camaraderie that they have with each other it's it's a form of love right and when you wake up and you realize that where do you truly want to be Mm -hmm. do you want to be with someone who locks you underneath their thumb their key in their home and dresses you up makes you look pretty and everything else and wants you to act like a good little girl and you're not allowed to say anything and you're not allowed to bat an eyelash unless they tell you you're allowed? Or do you want to be with someone who's going to know? Be yourself. You know, I'm going to be myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want you to do what you want to do. Because that's how a real relationship right. works. Right. Because my philosophy has always been, after dealing with my own narcissist in my life, me taking and going on my own journey trying to figure out what happened, I take a psychology doing things is that two people that want to be together, they are still individual. Mm -hmm. They are themselves. They both have to acknowledge the fact that they cannot change each other, right? That they have to allow each person to be themselves but still be willing to walk side by side mm-hmm. on a journey together, mm-hmm. each walking their own path, supporting each other. Right. Being there through thick and thin. I'm not saying you shouldn't have done that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because then you're you're telling them they're not, it's like saying you're not allowed to breathe, hold your breath. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to live. Don't. Right. You can't do that. And that was the big difference in this book that I, as we were listening, was seeing. And that's why I, in the more, I was like, uh-huh, Tam is such a fucking narcissist. <laughs> because Reese wouldn't do that to her. Right, right. And it's
1: interesting, and that's why I kept saying that, like, I was trying to warn you. Because people have a hard time with that. Because we're you're, we're so used to... Reading stories, right? or mm-hmm. having this idea about how romance is supposed to be. I mean, obviously, there's a feminist movement and stuff going on, but right. traditionally, right? um everybody you know there's this kind of like we we always kind of put romance kind of in a separate category sometimes with its own rules. well, like
0: if i if I truly love someone, yeah. I'm gonna support them in what right. they do. and I'm if they're sick, I'm gonna help them get better. Um, if they're struggling, I'm going to be there, the ear that they could talk to, but I always seem to be in a relationship where I'm the only one doing that. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I'm with right, never right. does it back for right, me. Right, right, right. You know, I, I, it's, the compromising is never there. Right. I am doing all the compromising right. and they're stealing it right, all. right, right. To me, romanticizing or being romantic in not just a sexual content, but in a relationship is that when I'm sick, they take care of me. Mm-hmm. but you're, and, but, see, but
1: you're talking about the real reality of it, right? right? So what I'm trying to say is is that Oops, regardless, sorry. like, the idea of romance right like mm-hmm. we know kind of deep down what it should be mm-hmm. it's hidden away somewhere mm-hmm. but it you know the, the idea of fairy tales right mm-hmm. okay everybody's grows up with the, with this idea of fairy tales and what that's like everybody loves movies and things that they know are not realistic mm-hmm. and they want to be swept off their feet and mm-hmm. and, and we like ignore all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Even in real in, their, in your own relationships when you're younger, when you're going through life, mm-hmm. you look back on it and you go, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like because we've never seen what it's supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm. We ba- you, you're basing everything on what you've learned from stories and from media. Mm-hmm. And what I find interesting about this series is that it almost it does it on purpose to kind of show you that this is what's happening. This is what, this is, look, this is what's actually, what, what's actually going on. This is what, you know, because you're reading the first book and the first book
0: is so fantasy, right? So, and, and so true. Right.
1: So there's two people usually that read. Now I'm basing this off of all the people I know, like mm-hmm. on, on social media and in and, and my own life that mm-hmm. have read the series, right? Mm-hmm. There's two people. Uh, that will, when they read the first book, will have two different opinions, okay? The, the one opinion is when we first read it, and it's really hard when you read the first book right. because you have a totally different opinion of Tamlin, right? Right. You think that he's and I'm, all uh, you're, and Right, and, and I'm all sitting there going, and, and, um, and
0: because it makes you think of the stories you read when growing right. up, Cinderella, Snow right, White, right. um uh Sleep and Beauty, those were all fairy tales. Mm-hmm. They were all made that the you, your prince will ride in on a white steed and carry mm-hmm. you off and, and you live happily ever after. Right. Well, happily ever after doesn't happen that way. Right. And, and again, people
1: know that deep down. But again, you don't. Right? There's this, still this belief that you really want that to be real. Right. right? Even though it's not and when you so you're either going to be one of two people you're going to be that person that reads it and it's going to go oh this is a fairy tale so i understand it's a fairy tale so you know i don't care what's actually really happening there's no there's not basis in reality this is just oh this is so sweet and wonderful and
0: but towards the end of the book i was seeing things a little differently with the first book, it, because the, just the shit well, that he well, was doing. Well, yeah,
1: well, yeah, but I mean, we had, to, I mean, we and you were talking, talking. about it on this podcast, right, right, so it was right. a little bit, when you start overanalyzing things, yeah. but even in the beginning, I thought it was like a, you right. know, oh, oh cute, yeah. you, you know, I but, thought it was a true fairy right. tale because you said this book is a fairy tale, And, and again, I was yeah. warning you, there's yeah. some people who go into it blind, right, so if you love fairy tales, you're going to be like that, right? Yeah. Then the other kind of people are the people that are these over-feminist people, mm. so that, and when they read it they they absolutely can't stand the book because and and then they are like I don't want to read the second book and so you always have to try to be like hey the reason why this is a fairy there's a point to why this is written as a fairy tale because they're going to prove you right <laughs> i don't say that to people you know right. nobody says that right but you, whenever i you know you try to get someone to read it i always tell them Wait until you've read the second book and then you tell me what you really think. Because it's a very... The, the story itself is a very empowering. It's right. just... She starts off showing you... What you would expect, right. right? From a romance, right? Well, f-
0: yeah, from a fairy tale. Right. From right. A, like, I mean, even cool. if you're not, even if you're
1: no. not reading a romance like as a
0: fairy tale, right.
1: typically when you watch a romantic anything, yes, there's going to be this element of
0: like I ridiculousness. I dramas are like this. Yeah, th- you know, yeah, yeah. where yeah. it's like
1: this, this. But the thing is, is that we take we absorb that information in, and deep down, we know that this is not healthy. It's this to is make not re- you feel good, not realistic. But right. we absorb that in, and then we end up applying this in our everyday lives, and. Then then we end up kicking ourselves in the ass because we already knew this, but we put ourselves through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, the series to me is almost a perfect example of what you should and shouldn't do. It's almost like it's almost like these people should be reading this, you know, first. And trying to get it because most obviously this is an adult book so you're right, you're, you're right. already screwed when you read it you have yeah, already, already yeah, gone yeah. through all that yeah. but like if there wasn't like the sex and everything in it right? right if you gave this to somebody who was like maybe a middle schooler or something oh like god this, no they they might actually you know without the sex right. right they would at least have an example right because you have this 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 rom- overly over, overly romanticized story right. Where this guy is really not doing anything for her. <laughs> not really. He's doing everything for himself to break this curse. And he has all these red flags going on. Right. that People always ignore red flags in the relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's all beautiful and whatever. But then the second book is, you know, this is what actually sh- your re- your relationship should look like.
0: Right. You should
1: be- feel calm. You should feel comfortable. You should be able to be yourself. Right. And you should develop things slowly. You should have a friendship. You should... Uh, these are things that people... Right. This is not natural to people. No. It's, it's very sad that you have yeah. to sit there and, and we have to have these conversations because you, when you sit down and think about it, they're really common sense. But
0: mm-hmm. people really don't do these things. No, they don't. And if I had to say, oh, yeah, the first book was definitely a fairy tale. It makes you think of, you know, like I said, Cinderella, Snow White, da-da-da. It's definitely a fairy tale. Had... I said, oh, when you read book two, you would think you were reading someone's autobiography.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it's that well written. It's written how... uh, Broken girl finds broken boy. um, Become friends. Actually have been friends uh, since Under the Mountain. um, Become stronger friends. Better friends. Better acquainted. Um... Or able to start opening up and talking to one another. And as time goes on, being around each other, feelings you know, mm-hmm. start to develop. And, you know, and it's, it, those feelings are like, you know, what am I feeling? You know, because you, it doesn't, if they're not butterflies. It's, it's something that hits you. Yeah, it's like, it's just, what? It's what? Just why, why am I emotional over this? Yeah, you know? yeah. What, what, what is this about, you know? Um, most people who say that they meet someone that they like, you know, they have butterflies in their stomach, you know, they get all googly and da-da-da yeah. and nervous. No, if you're going to meet someone you're supposed to be with, you're not going to be nervous. You're not going to have butterflies. You, you There's going to be a calmness. There's going to be... A, a a sensation of a annoyingness you're you're it'll feel like home right it and will. she actually
1: says that in the book too yeah, where she realizes when she told she she tells the bone carver mm-hmm. right that when she died, she went home you know there was that feeling of being home and then later on obviously she finds out that the reason why her she hung out ma on was because Reese was keeping her there mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that's how you should feel, right? I mean, she feels. Um, I mean, not just with him, but even with people. In I his mean, that's, court. that's a whole another like underlying thing in the book too. Is that the people, other people in your life too? Mm-hmm. You know, um, family, and you know, none of those people are really like hundred. Everyone's not hundred percent related to one another, no. but they're still family and right. um, a sense of belonging right. to something. And, um, that's meaningful, right. And feeling like you have something to go home to. And right. I think again, when you read the book, you connect with that, right? You, right. you actually feel like you're a part of the, of what's actually happening to right. her. Right? Right. Like, you know, you, 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 you feel like you're a part of the group. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you also, you have an attachment to Volaris and all that stuff right. because you, you start to, you know,
0: feel I like you're home. home in a they, sense. Right. I yeah. wish there was a place called Volaris that I could go to. <laughs> You know, I would love to be in the arts and music area because that would be yeah. my jam, you know. Sit there and paint and listen to music. I'd be happy with that. And, and, and then just yeah. sit out on my roof every night and look at the stars because I like to stargaze. Mm-hmm. That would be the perfect place for me to, you know, mm-hmm. be. But...
1: <sighs> and she makes, uh, you know, she notices that too later on um, with the other characters too, right? Like, mm-hmm. she compares... You know her, the inner circle, right? Mm-hmm. With the other people that she was around in the spring court, like Lucian and mm-hmm. Nyanthi, and and uh, you know these these Why people are Nianthe not helping. That really, I mean, she's a complete like yeah. horrible. She's worse than Tamlin. But yeah. well, yeah, she is a but, whore and yeah. she is a bitch. So, um, and you know, Lucian has a lot of a lot of issues, his own personal issues.
0: But I think Lucian really. Did want to help her. He did. And I think he does care about her. The only problem is Tamlin is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. He is a person that does not listen well to others. Mm -hmm. So Lucian's not... If it's not something to do about work... He's not gonna listen because you're narcissistic. I don't. I mean, Tamlin. Well, I don't think will listen to
1: anybody. That's just the way no, he is. He's a pig-headed... But Lucian, I think he's going through his own Stockholm syndrome, and well, of course he is. He has nowhere. He has to nowhere go. to go. He has nowhere to go, and he thinks that Tamlin uh, is his friend. And I, 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 a part of me, I mean, he is. But again, he does the same thing to Lucian that he does to Feyre.
0: But now that Feyre middle sister is his mate oh, that yeah. might change we'll just have to see won't we that's i know i can't say anything i about know that. you can't but say you'll but you'll find
1: out about that in book three no
0: good because that might change he, that that might change. he might actually be happy for now on and get away from tamlin too then again i don't know so <laughs> The way he approached her and her family about taking her. That's when it first clicked for me. Well, isn't that the beginning? Yeah, and the Yeah. So and then um, you know, well, you would have to come with me or da-da-da-da-da. But what I and I thought it was gonna go like south. But then when you found out that he was taking care of her family, it was like, what? Yeah. You know. mm, Okay, I didn't see that. Well, that was kind of him. But there was still a reason for him to be doing that. It's... He, you know, he's still trying to get her to fall. Well, you know that now. In Love with him, but when as you're reading this yeah. or listening to that, you're, you know, you're like, oh, that's a sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes and no. <laughs> it, it, it's different when you've been in that situation. Right, right. You know, I, I saw a little, I saw like, man, that's a red flag. Yeah, that, that, that What he just said to her right there, that's a red flag. Yeah, but because it's a romance,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And you, you just kind of go, oh, you know, this is a story or this is, yeah. this is oh, you know, it's, it's going to work out in the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. But does about. it
0: all walk out in the wash? No, it
1: doesn't. And the other thing, too, is he's very, you know, he wants
0: to be obeyed and... You know the whole that and whole thing, and she could never be his equal. That yes, I'm like what. Right. So, but this the second book though, that's the kind of love I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I may not get that this lifetime, but when I come back next lifetime, that's the kind of love I want. Right.
1: So, but that's the point. Yeah, I mean, everybody should have that same opinion when you finish it, right? Because. Yeah. That's that's the contrast there, mm-hmm. right? It's this is what everyone... This is that overly romanticized version of what people think love is. And then this is what love actually should look like. Right. And it takes a lot more
0: work. Yes, it does. It's not easy. And it's, and especially, it's It is rare. And it's not easy when you're the only person doing it. Right. You have to be with someone who's willing right. to go... All the way with you, not halfway, you know, to go all the way Mm -hmm. and you let them be a human being and do what they want to do and they let you be a human being and let you do what you want to do, but you're still there for each other. You still support each other and I need someone who is dependable, but yet independent Mm -hmm. and I want them to be the same way with me, you know, so... And it's difficult. It, it really is. And a lot of these people think that even in their own relationships, and I look at them and I'm like, why are you even in that relationship? Because people ignore the red
1: flags, flags. right? That's what we did in the first book. You ignore the red flags because it's in the name of love, mm-hmm. right? Because, in the name but, of love. And then that love. person ends up, sorry, Being the giver, mm-hmm. Right and they're assuming that the little stuff that they get is a, re- a representation of love being received. But in reality, tough. there's uh, that's not what that is. It's no. something else. It's selfish. Like that person is doing something out of a selfish need for something. Right. So by the time, you know, you're you're invested in the relationship, it's you 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 you're so blinded at that point that yeah. You you know, you're in love with that person. And you're already the one giving so much that you're sacrificing your yourself, right? Right, and that's what she does, right? That whole ending part of the book, mm-hmm. she completely self sacrifices herself for Tamlin and the Spring Court, yeah,
0: because yeah. it's his court, it's right. his family, right. it's his home.
1: She, but she completely. I mean, when if you look about, this, if this was a real thing happening. Mm-hmm. There's so many red flags. She doesn't even know him that long. What, no. What, ha- what what has he done? What kind of relationship do they have to warrant that much self-sacrifice? You know, it, it, it's... Obviously, it's a fantasy story. It's a fairy tale. When you think about right. it in realistic terms, you
0: know, people do this in their real life. Yes. Where it's like they're... I mean, I could see if they knew each other for three, four, five years. And they, and they developed... developed a, a good foundation. Well, and,
1: but the thing is, is, that in the second book, she's still the same person. Right. She self-sacrifices herself at the end of the book, too.
0: But there's a difference. difference. There's real love there. There's she, real compassion. There's real admiration between two people that help heal each other. Right. And listen to each other and supported each other. And didn't try to control or manipulate each other to do things their way. Because mm-hmm. he was always Reese was always very clear about you do what you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. because he wanted her to do, because he knew she did not like to be locked up. She right. he knew she did not like to feel trapped. Any True human being with their head set on, right, does not want to be that way, does not want to feel restricted. When you start making someone feel restricted, they will push against you and they will push away or they will walk away or they will shut down. They, they don't want to be, you know, you can't. You have to let people breathe. Mm-hmm. You have to let them do what they it is that they want to do. When they want to spend time with you, you let them spend time with you. When they want to be left alone and do their thing, there, it, there's nothing wrong with communicating because communicating mm-hmm. is all it, actually communication is the key. If you cannot communicate to each other what it is that your wants, your desires, your needs, your uh, how you feel, no matter who they are, whether it's a boyfriend, husband, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a friend, if you cannot communicate with them, then obviously something's wrong. Right. Because to have a good relationship with anyone on any terms, mm-hmm. business or personal, you have to have integrity, honesty, trust, and loyalty. Mm-hmm you have to have a foundation you have to be able to communicate that all, all of those go hand in hand and actually if you have integrity you will have all of those because that's all underneath in the integrity right, right. umbrella but like we're going back
1: to the book right yep. like the the you're talking about the endings of the books right mm-hmm. they're almost parallels right almost it, it it's because you've got two... Each book represents a relationship development. Right. right. Right, And they both end in sacrifice. Right. And going back to what we were talking about with... There's nothing wrong with sacrifice.
0: Okay? No, there's not. But it shows you
1: when it's healthy and when it's not healthy. Right. right. Because in the first book, she sacrifices herself. And there's nothing wrong with what she does. But the fact that... She's, she's alone doing it, right? Yes. Because the entire book, she had no clue what was going on. No. She had no idea about the curse. She didn't know why she, what was the, anything. She didn't, she didn't even know, We. Uh, she didn't even know that there were fairies. He had hid the fairies from her, so she couldn't see. She had no sight to mm-hmm. see the fairies. So, like, right. there was all these things that were being kept from her. She didn't know anything that was going on. Which
0: is basically lying to right. her.
1: right? Um, and... After she discovers the truth, she decides she's going to go self-sacrifice. Again, nothing wrong with the sacrifice, right? She's doing it out of the kindness of her heart or whatever right. for other people. But she's doing it alone. Mm-hmm. And there's there's not been any of those things that you've been talking about. Honesty, integrity, blah, 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 no. blah right? No. And then when she gets to the mount- under the mountain, mm-hmm. Tamlin just says nothing. He does nothing. He He doesn't even know her. She doesn't really even know him. Right. Because they don't have integrity and honesty and all of these things. No. So she's going through this whole thing completely alone. If Rhys wasn't there at all, she would have been fucking dead. Yes. Because he was
0: really the only thing keeping her alive. And Rhys made a valid point in that, towards the end there, that when Tamlin was allowed to roam free, thinking that he would go get Freya and leave, Yeah. he didn't. No. He wanted to bed her. Right. Well, I'm sorry. That is a huge red flag. You're not going <laughs> to want to take the woman you love and get her the hell out of there. Right. I mean, and again, you learn in this book, right? Right. That
1: Reese tried to do that. The only reason why Tamlin even sent her away was because Reese put on that whole show to scare him so that he would send her away. Otherwise, she probably would have been dead because. Right. He just wanted to break the curse. But Reese knew that if she did break the curse, Amarantha would just come and kill her afterwards.
0: Yeah. It's sad that (laughs) Amarantha did what she did to her. Yeah. You know, because this is a human Mm -hmm. brought into a magical world. And that not only saved Tamlin, who she felt she was in love with and felt he loved her. But she saves everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Alone. Alone. All uh, her, I, I, I mean, with, with a, little, little a little bit of Reese.
1: Reese. But again, you know, after you read the second book, you know, of course he's the only one helping her, right? Right. Because he's, he's the only one isn't selfish enough right. not to help her. Because he understands. What's sad about it, though, is that he even understands her even then. And he doesn't really... he And he, he knows her less than Tamlin knows right. her. So... And then going back to the second book ending, right? Right. She self-sacrifices again. Yeah. But the difference is, even though she can't talk to Reese, right? Mm-hmm. And they have no magic, Reese knows that she's faking it. Mm-hmm. And he plays along. Mm-hmm. And more realizes she's faking it mm-hmm. and plays along mm-hmm. and they are all helping and
0: assisting and they know each other. And the other two couldn't understand it, but they were also well, too much super, pain yeah, they were injured and injured and losing and their, their life essence was leaving their body. So right. they could not wrap their head around that. It's like, you know, what do you do? So Reese gets his two brothers out and Moore gets her two sisters out and puts them someplace safe. Well, yeah, she's a wolf in sheep's clothing now, isn't she?
1: <laughs> but the difference, right? Yeah, right. Is she's she... still self-sacrificing herself, but the difference is she's not doing it alone. Even though she made the decision to do it alone, yeah. that she didn't do it alone. Yeah, And they knew her well enough to understand what she was doing without actually knowing what and she
0: was doing. And then when um, they were asking... Um, not Morg, but the other girl was asking where she Emren. was. Oh, yeah. He goes, where is she? You know, because she should be home with them, mm-hmm. their family. And he goes, my high lady. And she goes, well, my high lady. Well, nobody is, knew about that. Right. And he, she goes, well, if she's, you know, my high lady, she should be here. I should be protecting her. You know, and she, you know, that's the their friends. Yeah. And he goes she could take care of herself. Right. You know? And out they were all like, ah. had they removed the oh, other right. glove, they would have solved the other bond. The
1: the the tattoos so, of her commitment to the, the court, right? She's yeah. the high lady of the night court, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was so cool to hear him say, No, she's my equal. That and Tamlin would never utter those words. Because no, no narcissists, no one who wants to control will ever make anyone feel like they're equal they will always make you feel less than what they are and they will always make you feel like that anything that's going wrong is your fault
1: mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. I know I lived it. <laughs> so what else? The... Well, since we're just all over the, <laughs> all place. Over the place, I well know. let's 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 see what stuff we haven't talked about. So okay. we, have, we didn't talk about Starfall, which is oh like... my god, that was so cool. But so wicked. <laughs> so like they go out for it's Starfall. They they got her all dressed up and everything. She had a beautiful dress on, and um evidently they were fighting at the time or arguing, and he kind of left and he wasn't back yet. Well, yeah, it was, like, days. She, they, yeah, it was days. And she's like, oh, well, be a coward and stay away or something like that. And do whatever you want or something. And what? then um, he actually showed up. But it's, like, spirits. They're spirits. That, that look like falling stars. stars. Yeah. And then they get hit in the face. <laughs> that was <so> hilarious. <laughs> This green glittery kind of gook on their face and everything—it's like being hit with fireflies or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but it's so pretty to watch. Evidently, the way that they spoke about it and they drew such a beautiful picture about what you see unfold—how they come whipping down and mm-hmm. around and everything—it's so. It was. It sounded really pretty.
1: And I think at that point too, it is. It is right after the um, uh, court of nightmares scene, mm-hmm. but that particular scene is like a, a turning point mm-hmm. because uh, I think she kind of accepts her feelings at that point. Mm-hmm. Like she actually like touches him and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, she paints on his hand and she touches his face and mm-hmm. all that stuff, which you know she
0: doesn't do. Well, it, they fought and argue, and that, that she realizes that even though with him being away, she realizes she does have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why the last message she sent to him was, okay, be a coward. Yeah. <laughs> he never responded. <laughs> to no, he took the message. That was the only message that disappeared and went to him, but never came back. He never sent one back. And then here's, you know, the night, the skyfall, and then he finally shows up. You know, he was waiting for the right time to come back. And he says, you were right. I was being a coward.
1: When they're out uh, training, like magical training, right? right? They Because they're away from the Illyrian camp. Right. Um, they stay at this inn, this Illyrian
0: inn. Like, right, right, right. Right. And they have that little sexual scene. Yes. they don't have sex, but... Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But she says she
1: just wants a distraction. I was right. Like,
0: when oh, I, when uh, I first read that, I was like, Really? That's so mean. He likes
1: you. You're being dumb. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. But because of that... It hurt
0: him when she said that.
1: And he was super distracted, right? And they were having, like, a conversation the next day. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was gonna tell her. Yeah. Because he says there's, like... What was it? He says, like... There's one more story I have to tell you. He was going to tell
0: her there, but then he gets attacked. Yes. And he gets shot down with uh arrows that have poison on them. Yeah, they're ash arrows, arrows and they have, have poison, poison on them. Yeah. So it was And that's the first time she goes on her own to kick ass. Yeah, and that's the first time that she's
1: really like starts to really use like she starts winnowing and she yeah uses, starts really using you know all, all her skills, skills. Yeah. yeah she really does because, number well she
0: doesn't realize that they're soulmates but yeah that she kind of loses but she it. feels like what that but she, as she analyzes it when he's laying there you know she didn't know what else to do with him Yes, she's analyzing it what you know why did i care so much what to come after him but you know i just it just felt so right to come and protect him i had to protect him and she goes but i got to figure out what's wrong with him his, his wounds aren't healing you know because his wings were damaged and she's like takes off her clothes what she, what she could that like i guess uh coat or whatever she had on underneath mm-hmm. to keep him warm because he's shivering because she can't start a fire in this cave they went and she will will her in willow den or whatever you want to call it and um she takes her cloak because cereal likes pretty stuff so she goes and she sets a snare and boom, she catches him, <laughs> and they he just starts talking to her because he knows who she is.
1: Yeah, and and you and she kind of hints that he's probably could get out of it. He could probably yes. get out yeah. of it, but he's he's helping her. Right, know? right. Just, and, and you know, I and mean. she asks asks about the uh, how to you know cure the poison and that, and he just like randomly just kind of calls him her mate or whatever. And Your she mate. Really catch. it at the beginning, but then she's like, "Wait, what? What?
0: Yeah." And then, of course, you know, <laughs> she's
1: like, how long is he known? So you know? she had
0: to go find the flower. Yeah, and he's known for a while. So, but as he tells her the little story, but she realizes that her blood and this flower could help heal him. Because her blood is very magical because it's all seven. No. no.
1: No, it's one of the powers from one of the high lords.
0: Really? Mm-hmm uh the uh i did not the catch Don that court, i believe i thought it's it, yeah really, it's
1: the high lord of the Don court he uh really? i think it's the Don court yeah he has um healing powers he, oh so it's not something that you would obviously know
0: oh so but yeah. yeah she gives him two mouthfuls of her blood and this flower that he has to chew to make it go fast yes to help him and she's faster. pissed Oh, yeah, she's pissed the whole time. Because because he lied to her. He lied to her. (laughs) You could have told me. (laughs) Because he's absolutely 100% perfect this whole time. He lied about that. And nobody's perfect. (laughs) We all make mistakes. We all have our issues. Some more than others, but...
1: And more takes her to the cabin.
0: Yeah. And then she stays there for a while, and she thinks more... She paints for the first time. Yes, for the first time. And, um... Moore comes back when she is painting, and she had painted eyes over Cameron's uh, eyes. eyes over <laughs> to keep an eye on her. And then when you know when no one's there, and then Moore says, "Well, how about you? You know, put paint mine." And, and then she just does and that, and everybody else is up there and and tells her about how the boys would go there, a uh, fishing trip or whatever, and get <laughs> drunk for five days and come back and you know look horrible, but they're all happy. <laughs> And then, um, then, uh, a couple of more days go by and knocks on the door and she says, oh, Moore's back. And she goes to open the door. And I knew then that it was not Moore. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, know. and I was like, uh-uh, that's Reese. That's
1: chapter 54, right? Yeah. And, the uh... I love chapter 54, and the reason why I love chapter 54, it's just him and his story. That's all it is, because mm-hmm. chapter 55 is their sexy Right. But chapter 54, the reason I love it is because it explains the entire first book. Mm, yes. It tells you what actually was going on in the book, first book, yes. which you don't realize when you first read it. So when you actually go back and read the first book again, you see the book in a completely different way Mm -hmm. because he obviously does a lot more backstory than the first book. Like he talks about the war he was in his history with Amarantha. Right. Right. But then he also talks about his mother, sister. Um, but he talks about his his parents, what happened during the, the, when you were reading the first book. Right. Right. So how he's known Feyre the whole time. Right. and, Mm -hmm. Um, how he would get glimpses of her mm-hmm. when she was a human and mm-hmm. she was poor and like mm-hmm. in the you know yeah. in the woods her painting and painting and and the dresser story she told him while she was removing the arrows right mm-hmm. um he talks about how he's the one who sent her the image of the of the the night sky that she painted on her drawer right she painted one One drawer for Elaine, one drawer for Nesta, and then her drawer had the night sky. And then he tells her that that was one of the glimpses he got when she was painting the drawer. And he decided he was going to send her, Tried to see if he could send something to her. And she, and then he obviously found out that it worked because she was telling him about the dresser before. That. she
0: was painting flowers for Elaine, Elaine. and she and painted the uh, flames, flames for, for Nesta, Vesta. and he sent her the images of the night sky. Right,
1: but he didn't know if they went through. Right, but he a confirmation they did because when she was pulling the arrows out of him she was telling him that story to make him calm right right, right. about how she was painting for the drawer or whatever and she didn't know why she painted the night sky mm-hmm. and then when he tells her the story then obviously then she realizes yeah. that he sent her the the thing but then he's been having these glimpses of her the whole time and yeah. then when he realizes that she's in Prithian um he he decides to go to see her at Calame. Mm, and mm-hmm. so when when he first meets her, he know, he doesn't know who she is, but he's been dreaming he knew about... knew
0: who she was. Right, so. he didn't know her name. Right. right.
1: But he's been having, like for years, he's been having these visions of her. Mm-hmm. And he just went there just to see her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and protected her that night too. Yeah, he protected her. And then um, you realize that when he went to see Tamlin, that one time that you see him, right, he didn't know that Pharaoh was there. Yeah. He didn't know, he didn't know that she was living in the Supreme Court. He just knew that she was at that festival. Right. And, um, so it shocked him when he realized that she was being glamour and she was there, right? Mm-hmm. But then once he realized that she was there, uh, with Tamlin and that she was part of the whole thing with the curse and all mm-hmm. that, he scared Tamlin to get her the hell out of there. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that's why Tamlin sent her away. And then, then, then you learn why he's helping her under the mountain, and mm. and and how he sent he her was... back
0: home, right? Yeah, and be... that's how she saw that. Oh, Tamlin's been taking care of her siblings and her yeah. dad because they were living in such a nice house and everything. Yeah, yeah. Sent her home with a bunch of money and everything, and da da da. Yeah. And then found out that that girl was killed from down yeah. the way. And but
1: you also learned too that Reese didn't he didn't realize that that girl was real. He just thought it was right. a fake name. Right. And then he thought he saved her because Tamlin sent her home. And then, like, when she showed up under the mountain, he was, like, really scared. Yeah. Um, and then he decided that he was going to help her. Yeah. Or whatever. But he, uh... And then he admits that he was, like, already in love with her or whatever at that mm. point. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's just... I love that... That chapter so much because, I don't know, it's... It, I don't know, it's He a bared really, his soul. He bared his soul, and it's... I mean, the whole thing is just about how much of a connection they had, I guess. Mm-hmm. and But then again, it adds this whole other layer mm-hmm. onto the story, right? So, like, when you read the second book, you just get... I mean, the, the first book, again, it's just this...
0: And plus, it's not that often that a man... Unless he really, really does love the woman, Mm -hmm. bears everything, what all he's been through, what's going on, and this and that, and he did that with her, and it's
1: fun. It's it, and when you look at it from a writing perspective, it's really impressive. It is very impressive. Obviously, I have read it first, and then I've reread it Mm -hmm. again, and. She planned that whole thing out because when you go through and you read certain sections of it, there's actually parts that say there was a shadow watching. Like like when you when you actually really go back and that's Reese view, viewing things like in visions and stuff. It's really interesting. Oh, wow. So it's just, it's very fascinating. Yeah. Like how she planned that whole thing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That it was never meant to be Tamlin when she wrote that. It was... It, it, the whole thing was completely written to where he... The whole... The, the, the story in chapter 54 was actually what she was really writing. It just mm-hmm. She just wrote it from Faerus' perspective. Right. Not his. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So... And now we're at chapter 55. Yes. Which is after, you know, she accepts the mating bond. By offering uh-huh. him
0: food, uh-huh. because that's how she you basically made say him yes.
1: Soup. That's
0: like their vows, basically, yes. right? So if she if she makes him food, then, then she wants him to eat it. She'll give it to him. Yeah, if she, so she doesn't, doesn't want to give it to him, she won't. Right. Because that's what she said. Yeah. And she did give it to him. Yep, she did. So and then Bow chicken wow wow. Uh, well, I, and I have
1: to mention this because it's so rare to see this anywhere really. But mm-hmm. he actually cries. Yes. When she accepts, which I thought was really, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that house was very magical. Mm -hmm. Because the bath water would just start, the sheets would just change on their own. Where can I get a house like that? (laughs) Where can I get everything? (laughs) Where can I get one that even cooks my food so I don't have to? (laughs) Just cleans up, I can just putter around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So...
1: But yeah, so you have the uh, sex scene. Uh, yeah, or the multiple. Sex I don't scenes.
0: smoke, but let me tell you, the paint scene. Having sex with all the paint all over the place. Oh my god, it was all over her. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it was. It was very well written. It was really good. It kept your interest. <laughs> And it was also embarrassing because <laughs> oh, she went alone and it was me there. I know was like, uh, and I was embarrassed. I already. And we're in it. the it car. We're in the car. Jen's driving, and we're both looking out the <laughs> opposite windows. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Are they done yet?
1: <laughs> I know it's like it's one of those things where it's like you like the scene, but at the same time you're like, oh no, my god, I'm embarrassed to even listen to this right now. <laughs> Damn, why is she getting so much... And I know we didn't talk about this, and I'm going back, but we talked about this at the time, but, like, the part where, like, you know, in the end... And they're not having sex, but they're, you know, they're... They're playing around. You know, know, the whole... That whole thing. And he, like, puts his fingers
0: in in his mouth. We talked about that before. Uh Uh-huh, yes. (laughs) We both looked at each other. It's like... It's like, yes, please. (laughs) I (laughs) know. Like, and I said I always wanted a man who would do that. <laughs> oh my god. But I'm sorry, but I told you this is definitely a adult show. No kids allowed. You will never know. <laughs> I mean, you guys know this. I say this every time we're on that. Yeah. so I mean I mean you, you should I, I mean
1: you shouldn't even be reading this book if you can't be yeah, I that. know, I know.
0: Yeah. I and oh my god <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought I probably could smoke a pack of cigarettes after that episode. (laughs) I know, they didn't even have
1: sex, and I was like, yeah, that's fine, you don't have to have sex,
0: we're good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that little room, slanted roof, (laughs) there's no room to move around. He said you couldn't have enough 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 room room to bed her. her. Yeah, Yeah, to bed her properly with his wingspan. Yeah. And I'm thinking, uh uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, spread her out like her own personal piece or something peace? like that, which he did do. Yeah, he did do in chapter fifty-five. It was the very first scene, actually.
0: Yes, on that table with the paint with everywhere, the flying all over the place, and she screamed like a <laughs> like. Uh, but yeah. they still have yet to do it against the wall, so we'll just wait for that. He goes next time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in that scene other than the sex. I mean, they did bring up a couple of interesting things, like the pregnancy thing. Yeah,
0: if she wanted to have babies, she could. Um, she talked about taking the tonic. And, you know, it, he said, well, he, she goes, when I get back, I guess I should start taking the tonic. And that's to keep her from getting pregnant, right. evidently. And he goes, "If it's your choice if that's what you wish yeah. to do. He goes... Um, she goes, Well, I didn't know if you want kids or not. He you know, he's all for kids, but it's when they're both ready. And she and they go on and her last thing is is no, I'm a little, a little stingy, so I wanna keep you to myself for a while. <laughs> well, it's also a bad time. They're talking it, about it's not a good time. I mean, no, they're, they're it's gonna, not, probably gonna have a war. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, gonna have a war and they don't she doesn't need to get pregnant right now mm-hmm. because you know he's a little weary about bringing children into the world because of what's going on and
1: actually the first thing that she says is what's interesting right because it's going it goes back to that that experience she had in the beginning where mm-hmm. she has these preconceived notions and the first thing she says is you know i'm expected to bear you offspring Mm-hmm. right because you're a high lord or whatever right because, because that's hamlin right because that you know that's just what's expected
0: right she's a woman and that's your role kind of thing you have kids and you tend to the house right and he never makes her feel that way he makes her his equal which right. I think is the coolest fucking thing mm-hmm. ever. So, <laughs> and we uh, should be each other's equals. You know, if you're dating someone, married to someone, you're right? going to spend the rest of your life with them, whether you get married or not. That's who you choose. You should be equals. There's no, not one is better than the other. You right, should be right. equal. So, right. um,
1: we we uh, I know we're jumping around, but. Mm-hmm. We learn, because Tamlin, you know, he just gets, the more and more into the story we get, he just gets worse and worse. We learn that he had, he, uh, Tamlin and his family killed Reese's sister and mother. Yeah, which pissed me off. And that apparently he has the their wings in his uh, uh, library
0: or something. Or yeah. Office. I think it's his, library. His dad's, well, dad's office or his office, the library or yeah, someplace. Yeah, something like that. Someplace where I guess she's never seen them when she was there. From what I guess we'll find caught, out. She's, in the, she's in the spring court now. She wouldn't surprise me if she don't get those puppies and take them home. Guess find out. And um, but, but uh, yeah, you. But the fact that, you know, here Reese and Tamlin were friends when they were younger, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Right. You know until we got to that part, and, you know, Reese kept his dad from going in and killing Tamlin. Right. You know he he's telling his dad this is not right. This is not what you do. Mm-hmm. You know because his dad killed everybody else in his Tamlin's family. Right. And but that's because of what took place. Mm-hmm. It's be, and what's that when I found out is because Tamlin knew his mother and sister was going to be in the mm-hmm. woods because he was going to go meet him, mm-hmm. and that he was that ignorant to offer that information to his older brothers and his dad to actually commit mm-hmm. those murders mm-hmm. that just right there nailed it for me completely that he, I, I want to see Tamlin dead.
1: <laughs> but it explains why they have the relationship they have this whole, like, you, you know, you knew that they didn't like
0: each other. Uh, for other reasons it, you just didn't really know, know what, what was going it was on. but I mean I would I you know sometimes they say you should forgive those I'm sorry I don't think I could forgive anyone who killed my family but why do that to someone especially someone who you were both in the same because camp is or whatever he's or he's not a good person swole? evidently not evidently not even if you go back and reread the Book One, evidently he was never a good person. Even as a boy, if he you ever like go back and reread the book, you try, try, I swear to God, oh, love well, I'd be analyzing everything. I'll be sort like, okay, this, there's Reese there. Hey, no. Look at the red flag here. <laughs> red flag. Red flag. What red you flag. Do? What <laughs> you <do? laughs> you're lucky like I gave. You, yeah, you're lucky I gave your book back. You would probably get it back with a bunch of red flags. Flag. 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 That are a bunch of pasty notes all over it. <laughs> flag, 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 flag. <laughs> You'll get it back and it's like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, those are just all the red
1: flags. <laughs> but he does talk to Favour about the situation because, mm-hmm. uh, Tamlin, I mean, on um, the first book, because she wants to know about what happened to Tamlin's family. And he just says that they were killed by a rival court. He doesn't set, tell her anything. No. Nope. At all about that situation. No,
0: but he didn't say, oh, well, they were killed by the rival court because we killed their family first. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He doesn't say any of that. No. Because, oh, my God. He wouldn't want anyone <laughs> to knock him off his bright little pedestal he's sitting himself upon. Um, this is a small thing, but it will... Be a bigger thing
1: later, so I'll just mention it. Okay. Um, when they go to the Illyrian camp with Cassian and more and uh, Rhys and Feyre, mm-hmm. um, they do mention that they're having a problem getting the Illyrians to train women. Right. We do. Okay. Right. It's a very small thing right now, but it this will become more of a thing later. Yeah, they uh, wanted them to do chores first. Right. So it's this whole thing, this old school thing. That's you know, because women are supposed to be their equals. Right. And the Illyrians actually clip the women's uh, wings. Which is wrong. So that they can't fly. That's wrong. Um, But, obviously, they're trying to change. Dries is trying to change that. Right. Um, So there's that that part there. Um, I'm just bringing that up because we're going to talk about that in another book. Okay. Um, Oh, and then we have to talk about the day that uh, when they're out magic training. Her and Feyre and Reese are out magic training. And she hikes out really far because the, the other time she like really lost her. Like the fire got out of control and Reese was like really close. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she hikes away from him. <clears throat> he's still there, but he's like, they're super far away from each other. And uh-huh. then Lucian and the four sentries show up.
0: Yeah. And Lucian's there to take her home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, Lucian didn't like what he got. <laughs> I mean, uh, she's, standing, she's like, I'm not going with you. Right. Uh, you can tell Tamlin that. <laughs> she's like, I've already told Tamlin that. I'm but you can not. Tell him not again. you can tell him, I am
1: not going home with you. And, da, 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 and, and he doesn't care. He's like, nope. And all he had to do was touch her because she couldn't really winnow that well yet. Right. She was kind of iffy about it. Right. And all he had to do was touch her and he could winnow her because obviously he knows how to winnow very well. Right. And so she's like trying to like... Make sure he doesn't touch her. Right. So she, like, uses her shadow abilities. Yep. To kind of <clears throat> turn into shadow and glide around.
0: Yep, Yeah. He's like, what?
1: And then, of course, <laughs> it's not working, so she has to scare him. Yep. So then she pretends like she's been, you know, taken over by the darkness
0: or whatever. It's fucking hilarious.
1: And then she shapeshifts wings.
0: Yep. And that freaks him out. Yeah. He's like, whoa! <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Four guards, when them kind of like back up. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay. um... Uh, okay. And doesn't Reese come in though? Oh, yeah. He does like kind of
1: after she does the shadow, shadow thing movement. and she gets away from them. Right. Then he appears to kind yeah. of like be like, okay, this just needs to stop right now because Lucian just. Completely like stops and he like backs away when Reese shows up. Yeah. But Reese was all like decked out in like his his fighting stuff. Yeah. But he when he shows up with Lucian, he uses his magic to to glamour to, it to make him look more professional looking. Yeah. Right. And he and he glamours his wings away. So because yeah. he doesn't let anyone know he has wings. Right. He's always hides them. Right? right. He glamours them usually. He doesn't. He doesn't like people knowing he's an Illyrian because they right. can use that as a weakness. Right. Right. To attack his wings, so he hides right. them. Um, and that's how they, tr- that's how hybrid tracks him and they, and that's how he ends up getting shot down
0: they track later his,
1: oh, the next his, day his, because uh, he used that, he used the magic to, to glimmer himself really fast. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. That sucks though. But yeah, that was pretty cool that she had talons and she had wings. Yeah. From Talon. Cause <laughs> it's his ability. Yep. Yeah. The shape ability. Yep. Yep. And she shaved shipped almost into anything now, yeah. and she create little monsters out of water, <laughs> little birds, bears, wolves. <laughs> <coughs> <Whoops. laughs> yes, she's she's uh she's got the power. power, <laughs>
1: power, power. Um. We already talked about the attack on Valar, so we did that like at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I was not happy And I don't that. want
1: anyone to talk about the human queens because they suck fucking ass, so we'll just skip that.
0: <laughs> I was just really devastated when they started talking about the body that fell, and she was like... The one that gave the g- book? Yeah, the queen. <clears throat> And they started describing her, and then they said the curly, the blonde curly hair. And I said, oh my god, that's a queen.
1: And, but she does mention in the note and when they went to that other meeting the last meeting where they she was hiding the she book. said don't trust them she, she and she mentioned that the first meeting there was a queen that was missing right and they mm-hmm. said she was ill and she said that she wasn't ill no. so it makes you wonder like okay was this, is this queen like also on their side and that's why there's something happening and that's why she's not there don't know who knows um, and then I guess the last thing we should talk about is that everything that happened at the fucking end,
0: which was just like a big, <laughs> a big, uh, fast, no, no, but not, but not of actual fucking. Yeah. No, there's no it, sense. It's, it's just it's a clusterfuck. Cluster fuck. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? So they
1: have this whole plan, right? That Fa- gonna- Feyre can nullify the cauldron. They have to get to the cauldron.
0: And they got to the cauldron, but It was a setup. Yep. Um, and they get caught. Mm-hmm.
1: And they can't winnow out. Nope. They can't use their powers. Their magic gets And Pharaoh a couple of suppressed. times. She uses her magic to break because she does have the ability to break curses. Mm-hmm. Um, from it's another High Lord's ability. Um, so she's able to, there's periods of time where she's able to use her magic cause she has to go through and she like breaks the, you know, the, the spells and stuff. So. Right. Um, but nobody else can use their, their magic. No. Asriel is, they shot an arrow In his, through his chest Yeah. and they use that. Basically, he's ok. He's okay if he if it doesn't move like to his heart, right? And the poison and all that. So they use that to basically control them so that they don't do anything. And Cassian gets his wings all shredded up.
0: Yeah, that. God, to hear him scream when they did that because you know we're listening to an yeah. actual Theodoric. Yeah. That I I I I can't wait to see this on screen though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you, you want to see it on screen but you don't want, want to, to see, see it on it screen. screen no
0: but i mean oh it, it, it that, that was really difficult to hear that and i'm thinking oh my god that's his wings
1: yeah and no. it
0: reminds me of the first book when
1: the uh that one fairy lost his wings. yeah yeah oh yeah. my god that that was so sad um Oh, Jur- so Jurian shows up. He's been resurrected from the cauldron. And he just wants to know where Miriam is because he was in love with Miriam a oh, one time. she's dead. Well, Moore <laughs> says she's dead, but we don't, you know, no. he doesn't believe her. <clears throat> no. And, uh... Because she's not, And but... he's And Jurian is working with Hibern, but again, we don't know why. We, we know that they have some sort of a bargain worked out.
0: Yeah, you know, it sounds like everybody has a bargain with this king.
1: Um, and then Tamlin shows up, because, you know, he just gets better and better, and we find out Ugh. that he wants Feyre back so badly, regardless of what she has to say, that he made a a bargain with Hibern, um to basically, if he can find a way to capture Feyre mm-hmm. and give Feyre back to him, that he will let Hybern come in and use the spring court to break down the wall and enter the human lands. <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> So, you know, he just, he was bad already. He, he was bad just with Feyre by herself. Then he gets worse with Reese's family, and then you add this on.
0: Cause bad, <laughs> bad <clears throat> Tamlin, the baddest high lord in the
1: whole damn land. And we know that Ianthe was a piece of shit because we saw earlier uh, a memory that Reese showed Feyre about how Ianthe was like trying to like use men to control them. Right. Um, because she's
0: the one who wants power, right? The, and they they throws w- her out, right? They want the priestess want to be able to control everybody. Well, else. she does. She not, does not all the priestesses. But no, she but she does because she does, yeah. she's a fuck. Twat.
1: And she used the information that Feyre gave her about her family. She has a bargain with Hybern. Yeah, that's that's just because Hybern is going to remove the high lords. And make the priestesses take their places, and if she and she's giving up Feyre's sisters to use as leverage for, with Feyre,
0: mm. keeps talking to herself in her mind, breaks the little bit of a curse that she could break in, so she can actually use some of her magic to. Uh, Go completely. I am the light. Yeah, so she she distracts
1: everybody, so she starts having a fit, like she was having a seizure, mm-hmm. and then she lets the light out. And the only, the only time she ever uses the light is when she has sex. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's what she was hoping Reese would know that it was just like fake, right? Right, because,
0: because Reese even said, "We'll have to teach you how to turn that down." So <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever she's happy,
1: she gets lit up. That. Right. So it doesn't make any sense why she would all of a sudden be lit up like uh-huh. that. But she uses it as a distraction, and then after the, she, yes. she breaks the. all the lights out, she breaks the, the um, so they can winnow out. Yeah, she breaks the wards. The wards. Yeah. Um,
0: but again, she has no way of telling them that she broke the wards. Right. she can't talk because, to them. Right. Because she doesn't have that connection with him right now because all the magic has been suppressed. Right. Um, and then she realizes that there's that
1: there, there there's no way anyone's going to get out. So she has to sacrifice herself somehow. And she realizes that if she just goes along with Tamlin, because the whole reason why he's there, and that's why Hibern wanted her to begin with, is because he has a bargain with Tamlin, mm. is that if she just fulfills the bargain, essentially. Mm-hmm. She can be taken away. But she fakes it to make it look like she was under Reese's, like mind control or whatever, so that way Tamlin will not suspect anything. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: He'll just kind of treat her like she She's always like, did. She's like, Tamlin, Playing like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay, I gotta play this really well. I gotta act like... I haven't seen him in a long time. And I'm still in love with him, and that I'm yeah. you know the same person I was back then. Cause she is a wolf and she's clothing. <laughs> All right, can I <laughs> love your music? Thank you. <laughs> Keep writing
1: it. <laughs> her sisters get put into the cauldron yes. to show the queens that, that it's safe. It's safe to get in there, right? And and again, that happens before she does. She does, does so right. All these things are giving giving her reasons why she so needs to get everyone out of there. So both her sisters become elves. Elves, yeah, yeah, become fay. Fae, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we find out that Elaine is Lucian's mate.
0: Yes, after she becomes fay, which is really weird.
1: Well, and we know that that's typical, right? Like, yeah. the bond, like, hits, like, because Reese said that he didn't, I mean... He, he, he knew it
0: before.
1: Well, he assumed, but it, he didn't have, the, ma- the mating bond wasn't there. Like, they were, they're always, they've been soulmates mm-hmm. the whole time. It's just, the mating bond clicks into place. So when she got, when she died and she came back... Right at that end, that ending scene, right, right, where in he the first like book. he calls her and she goes up at the end and they kind of look like they're getting along and whatever. And then there's the part where like he's getting ready to leave
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he like it's it, if you read it again it's in there but it like he his eyes get really big and then he just disappears like he winnows out because he realizes that they're mates, right? Then mm-hmm. at that time, right? So Lucian it's the same thing. Like they Lucian and Enamel would, would have always been mates. But the, they've never met before, right? Right. But because she turned Faye, and she he's standing right there in front of her, the the bond clicked into place. Mm. Mm-hmm we end the book oh god when i first read the first time i read it i actually thought their bond was broken i almost freaked the fuck out
0: i know i was getting scared there for a minute i was so upset when i first read that like when they actually, I actually
1: paused the fucking the, book the when i first read it i was like i actually had to like stop working and go sit for a while because i was like i was pissed i was so fucking pissed like i i
0: felt like i lost the bond i was so upset <laughs> Because I was like, no, 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 no. That, that's what I was thinking in my head. No, that can't help it. And then she's like, <laughs> uh, her chest hurt, you know, and he hurt because it, it was painful what they were doing. But it wasn't the fact that their mating bond. No, their bargain. It was the bargain bond that was broken. Yeah, so
1: he doesn't, she doesn't have to go once a month, <laughs> but she lives there now, so it doesn't matter. Right. But yeah, she doesn't have to go visit once a month well, anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I know. I mean, yeah. I uh, yeah. I thought the bond was broken there for a moment. Was,
0: oh my god! I was like, no! How could you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, was, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall that day. <laughs> but um, but no, I was glad that when it continued and he was like, well, my. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, well, yeah, he, that's the he first time you announced it nobody yeah, knew, knew about it because they did it secret. the night
1: before. Yeah, they did it the night before.
0: You know, hell, we didn't even know they did it until well, that. Well, that
1: seemed he says, like, I have something else that I want to do, and then it breaks off.
0: Right. right. And it doesn't tell you what they went and did, what, what else they did. Right. So, but I guess that was it. <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, I would have thought the same thing. I'd be like, no. Oh my god how are they gonna get back together well yeah that's why that's
1: there i mean you don't know until that, right. that part and then he but, talks about how it's not like yeah. Amron's like that's impossible you can't break that kind of a bond right. it doesn't you can't and that's he's not. like he's like yeah i know it's all it was basically he was just playing along right. like that scene where he's like no don't don't break it i was like <laughs> i was all i was all upset like but but yeah, so then you find out that it was all just a you know a dramatic dramatic thing, and uh, and then she's in the spring court having a good old time. But <laughs> Lucian doesn't fucking believe her. You know damn well he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Well, first of all, we know that he saw her with the wings and all that shit, right? right. And uh, <laughs> and
0: uh-huh. then and
1: then while they're there with the cauldron and all that he also realizes that she's acting really out of character, right? Like, cause Lucian actually knows her better than Tamlin, right? He yes. They were friends, they had... Yes. And she's not... Her Her sisters were taken by the Night Court, and she supposedly was being manipulated and controlled by the Night Court, and her sisters got taken from them, and she just doesn't...
0: She's fine, but... That's her. why I'm saying, he goes, but they're taking my my mate. Yeah. You know? But he it... looks at Farrah because she's just calm about it. Like... <laughs> like she's not saying anything
1: that they took her sisters like it, it the, her sisters were supposed to go with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they went and they were taken by the night court and she's not like you know because favor is the kind of person that would be like i'm gonna My. go and get them back and she's just like i mean she says don't she told she tells Lucian, don't worry we'll get them back but that's so not her that's so out of character for her yeah and tamlin of course because he doesn't know favor at all he's just Oh yeah, she's just the normal,
0: you know. Favor's back, and mm-hmm. you know all this is just normal. Mm-hmm. Not really, but okay. <laughs> I <laughs> hope, I hope Lucian's smart enough to leave with her when she does finally leave. You know, so this book you know, brought happiness to my life because it's like, oh, that's what I want, you know? And it, I, I got to see it unfold. And it was a good story. It was well-written. And, you know, but the end, and she has to go back in that fool's house. And no, I don't want her to go in there. He's a narcissist. He's a
1: pig. But at least she's she's going in there as an empowered person, right? She's
0: going in there to whoop us, hopefully, yeah, I would. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean... I mean, you read. can kind
1: of assume so because of the song. Yes. Know? Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of the songs, we have, I want to talk about the playlist before we, we cut off. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, I've been putting them in the show notes, but where where are we in this, this playlist? We are... So, I have a, a Court of a Feels and Fangirling playlist on Spotify that is basically in plot order. All the songs are in plot order. And um, the ending of book two... Is basically let's see. So we read, and oh, so Starfall. Starfall. So the song Starfall is where Chapter Forty Four was, mm-hmm. and we are now we ended on You Made Me a Monster, and we're starting with Cinderella's
0: Dead. That's the first
1: song. Of I book.
0: forgot this Cinderella's Dead. I love that song. <laughs> so uh, that's where we that are. I'm a badass. <laughs> that's where. Yeah, that is where we are. Uh, Yes. Starting off here. Yes. Um following along. For those that do listen, we do have a Facebook page. So if you want to join our Facebook page so you can get the link as mm-hmm. well. Oh, and to since the... you guys are also done, because I've been hiding
1: the pl- some of the playlists. Oh. Um, since now you're done with book two, you know, we, I have that Resand and Pharaoh playlist, which... I didn't mention because oh okay I didn't want you know to spoil anything for anybody well. and I also have my tampon the High Lord playlist <laughs> which is you know devoted to Tamlin and yes. uh, and I have an, an instrumental playlist okay which so. is basically the same thing as this one where it's like in plot order but it's all instrumental music but if
0: you want to find us on Facebook it's eclectic soul podcast org um or at eclectic soul uh, podcast.org I can't talk because it's getting really late at night yep um and uh you can follow us there leave comments there you can find our playlist there um uh links to apple and spotify for our podcast um our youtube links when we post our videos and if you like and subscribe to any of our stuff then of course you'll get an email letting you know that we've dropped something so we appreciate all of you thank you so much for listening to our um youtube i i'm really i'm still in awe how many people that started listening to our um podcast I, it's in the thousands i never expected that i am still like wow <laughs> so um i would definitely appreciate it if you shared it with people um like i said like and subscribe um if you listen to a podcast when you're driving or whatnot if you have spotify or apple go to them rate us if you could please um like share subscribe from there um join us on facebook join us on instagram we appreciate each and every single one of you and i just want to say namaste thank you very much um for the rest of uh this podcast i think i'll just sign off and say <laughs> thank you and goodbye and much love and love and light and um i don't know i'm still i'm just really touched <laughs> <laughs> so any anyway, we'll see you next time i guess oh and we're also going to be dropping a podcast for um egyptian readings that we did um over the weekend, so I don't know when they'll drop, but they'll drop. So, Jen's really the, busy. By the
1: time you hear this, it'll, they would have already dropped already. Okay, yeah. alright. Yeah.
0: So, anything you want else you want to say? I think you've said I think you've said it all. Said it all? Yeah. Okay, alright then. So, y'all um, have a safe week. Bless be. Bye! Bye! And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email eclectic soul podcast at gmail.com our Instagram account is eclectic soul podcast our Facebook is eclectic soul org our YouTube is eclectic soul Jen if you want to reach me
1: my personal website is music and mystery my SoundCloud is the SoundCloud Page the SoundCloud.com/slash Jennifer-Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery, and my Instagram is at Music and Mystery.
0: And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. Jin. My Instagram is at Call Me Jinjin Jin or Look for Goddess. And my Twitter is at Jen Sullivan. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Blessed be.